This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. To Super Moves with Super Q Seniors. I'm Maria Hopman. Super Q Seniors is all about improving and maintaining your balance and physical confidence. We are a not-for-profit that develops specialised fitness programs that help improve posture, reduce your pain, build strength and reduce your risk of falling. Our programs are available on DVD, online and in the community and we also train instructors, activities coordinators and caregivers to take clients through a Super Q program. We're on Radio Kidnappers every week talking about different ways to get stronger, fitter and more balanced. Over recent weeks, um, I've been covering getting the basics right and discussed just how much focus there is on exercise and um, getting out, get moving, but so little time is spent on how we move and how we are still. So um, our topics have covered breathing, sitting, standing, getting up and, uh, and out of a chair, squatting, um, picking things up off the floor, twisting and turning and reaching for things. And today what we're going to be covering is walking. So first of all, have a look around and watch the different ways that people walk or run. People assume that we don't need to be taught how to walk, but over time, most of us have sort of developed bad habits in the way we walk. And you know, all you need to do is look out for these points. You'll see people rocking side to side or rocking forward and back. It's quite often it might be an indication that they've had an old injury um, or, the, or they've got an existing injury or ache or pain, and that's the, how they've started to walk. Uh, you might see people locking their knees when they step forward so they'll flick their knee into a locking position as they step forward and quite often you'll see them that they'll do this more one leg more than the other I just see it all the time I always watching people on tv sports people even doing it it's just terrible and uh, you also notice that um, we swing our arms unevenly maybe we don't swing them at all um, you'll see people with their hands quite arms quite still by their side or one arm will swing quite strongly and the other will hardly swing at all. And you may also see people head hanging their head down and their shoulders are hunched. And these are all things that are, are not going to help you move forward um, efficiently. It's just making it more difficult. And, you know, for most of us, walking is part of something that we do every day. So if we can make it easier and more comfortable, we're more likely to walk. Um, we're going to walk for longer, for further, and that's going to improve our health and fitness. So getting the basics right, you know, they, it's just, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. And you don't need to go to an exercise class for this. It's something that you can work on um, today and just start putting it into practice every single day. But, you know, these issues are only the start. The, the really worrying thing for me is that the accepted best practice walking technique doesn't actually appear to be helping matters and in my mind may in fact be making things worse. So the traditional recommended walking technique is an upright posture 
and moving heel to toe through the foot. So we're standing up nice and tall. We push our leg out. We let we the heel hits the floor. We move through the foot and then we move roll the body over the foot. And this is how I was taught when I was a personal trainer, and I just accepted that. But over the years, I noticed that um, I started to teach people to walk in a different way as a Nordic walking instructor. So Nordic walking, for those of you who don't know, is with those um, sticks. And I've been a Nordic walking instructor now for um, 12 years. We're one of the first Nordic walking instructors here in New Zealand. And at that time, a lot of people thought it was really dorky walking around with the poles. Um, now you see it a lot, a lot more. Um, it's an amazing, amazing activity and, and is actually what inspired me to become a personal trainer because I noticed what a difference it made to the people that I was teaching and I wanted to understand more um, what kind of, why it was making such an impact on how they held themselves. And so that was my start of my um, personal training journey. Uh, but a few years after, um, I'd been a personal trainer for a few years, and I came across some instructions on the internet about Nordic walking, and I was a little bit horrified because I thought, oh my goodness, I'm, I don't think I'm actually teaching people the right way, because they talked about you know upright posture, um, heel toe, that we must move heel toe, and I, and I analyzed what I was doing, and I thought, oh, I don't think I'm actually doing that anymore, and I was really concerned that I'd been teaching people wrong. But then I started to, to analyze it. And I thought, why, why do we actually walk like that? Why do we walk heel toe? And I started to think about some of the principles that we had been taught as personal trainers that we used for high performance, which uh, for running. And they didn't actually fit in with this model either. And so I started to to just experiment with how we moved and what was the most efficient. And I have to say, it took me a, a number of years. I did teach my clients what I thought was the correct, a better way of walking. Um, but I kept it pretty low profile. I, I brought it up a number of times with um, fitness professionals and um, physiotherapists, and they assured me that I was wrong and that it needed to be heel-toe. And so again, you know, I kept a low profile. But after a number of years, and I, I just noticed what a difference it made to every single person I taught this to. It didn't matter their age or their fitness. Maybe they were um, a younger person who didn't feel that comfortable running anymore. Um, you know, an older person that was using a walker, that um, someone with multiple sclerosis. You know, there was all sorts of people on that spectrum. And every single person felt the difference. They noticed how much easier it was for walking and it made sense it was just common sense and so now I'm out and proud I'm telling people that I think the accepted way of walking is just wrong I think it's just outdated and and that people need to be looking at this new way of walking which is just is so much more efficient so let me go into a little bit more detail about that let's have a look at the accepted best practice so if you're upright, you know, it sounds really good. You know, we're up nice and tall. We should be up nice and tall. That's really great. First of all, as you're standing up really tall, a lot of people will overdo this and they become quite rigid. So we're already starting in this very 
um, locked position with no suspension. You know, sometimes knees will be locked or we're just standing up too tall, too much arch in the lower back. So we're really stiff. So we're starting off our walk with no suspension at all. So that's going to create tension in the knee joints and in, in the lower back and in the neck and shoulders. If we start our step from that point, so we step and we um, land on our heel, again, a lot of impact. We've got no suspension because the legs are straight. We are really upright. So we've got no suspension, nothing to absorb the impact. All that impact is going into our ankle joints, our knee joints, our hip joints, our back joints. How can that be good for your body? The other thing is that we don't have any forward momentum. By holding ourselves upright and taking our leg forward, it's almost like our leg is pull, having to pull us forward and we're holding ourselves back. And in fact, if you watch people, you will actually see some people do this. They're actually leaning away from their leading leg which is making, you know, they're not helping themselves at all. So we really want to have a, a look at changing that. We want to use our body weight to create forward momentum. We want to look at landing on the midfoot as you step forward. We want to look at driving through your back leg and, and using your butt muscles for some more power when you're walking. And we want to use your belly muscles to help provide support and stability. So what you're going to get is this lovely, smooth gliding walk where your muscles are acting as a suspension and they are protecting your joints and you're using your body weight so you just become like a little mouse on a treadmill. You create your own forward momentum and walking becomes easy. It is an amazing way of walking. So if you want to give it a bit of a try now, I can show I can take you through some of the elements right now. So if you'd like to stand up, we're going to start off with your feet straight and hip width apart and your knees soft and your chest up. Keeping your head and your chest up, I just want you to lean forward slightly from your ankles and feel your body weight shift to the front of your feet. So let's just take that back again, okay? So when you're standing, Think of your weight being evenly distributed through the soles of your feet. And then just like the wind is blowing behind you and you're, le you're leaning forward just slightly and feel that weight move to the front of your feet. Your heels don't even need to lift. I just want you to feel that that weight shifts to the front of your feet. Now we're going to take it a step further, okay? So as you lean forward, go just that little bit further so that you feel you have to take a step. Okay, so you're going to lean forward. Now, remember, this is not from the hips. This is from the ankles. So you're not doing a funny bend at the hips. You're just doing a, a sway forward from the ankles. As you go that little bit further, you'll want to take a step. And take a single step, keeping that back leg back behind you. So just stepping forward. You will land on the middle of your foot. You can't land on your heel when you do that. Okay, so... You'll get your midfoot landing without really thinking about it. And you'll notice that your foot actually lands below your torso. So rather than your leg being forward, your front leg being forward, your front leg lands below your torso. We're actually using your chest to lead that forward momentum. So your chest goes forward, you, your body weight shifts, and you need to take a step. You'll land on the middle of your foot. Okay, step back again. Let's just try that again. So your weight 
your upright, but with soft knees, chest is up. Little forward shift of your weight, just needs to be tiny, and as you feel that, that weight shift, just take a step. You'll land on the middle of your foot, and I want you to sink, soften your knee as you land, so that you can absorb the impact, and try and land as quietly as you can. You'll notice that by softening, that at no point is your leg stiff, so your leg, knee will soften, and you will soften down into the ground, and your your muscles are absorbing your impact. And probably now you're standing on a nice um, smooth surface, but if we're out walking on uneven terrain, that action is actually going to absorb any um, uneven ground and, and keep you nicely um, balanced and under control. So a good way of practicing it is just take... This, again, standing upright, just rocking forward. Take one step, feel yourself sink into that one foot, and then rock back. And then try it again. You can try one leg continuously, or you can try alternating legs, but just get that, that action of lean and step and sink. Okay, and then rock back. And then lean and step and sink. Okay. So, if you want to take it a little bit further you also want to take get some power from that back leg. So this time, we're going to do the same exercise, but I want you to focus on the foot, the back foot. And I want you to push through the ball of the back foot to help lengthen your stride. Now remember when we talk about lengthening the stride, we're going forward, okay? We don't want to use any of that push, any of that energy going upward. We, we want to use it to help our body go forward. So again... Feet sit side by side, slight forward lean of, of the body weight, and now think about pushing through the ball of the back foot, and notice that when you step this time, that your stride is longer than it was before. Try it again. Step back. Again, Try. you can try continuously on one side, or try alternating legs, but notice the power that you can get from pushing through the ball of your back foot. If you want to take it one step further, I want you to notice that your glutes, your butt cheek of that back leg, if you contract, if you squeeze it, it actually helps give you that, make that push just that little bit stronger. So just give it a try. Okay, so here again, we're standing feet side by side, leaning forward, little push off the back foot. Now squeeze, contract that butt cheek and feel how it gives you that extra push. Okay, so... That's almost all the elements. We've got one more, okay? The last one is we want to become aware of our core muscles, aware of your tummy muscles. So um, in previous weeks, I have talked about how you can envisage holding a glass, a tall glass of water in your belly. And um, that's a great way of activating the core. It helps you tuck your belly button into your spine, tuck your hips slightly under and your rib cage slightly down. So I want you to imagine that drawing that tummy into your spine as you do all these other elements. Let's try it again. Let's put it together, okay? So we're standing feet hip width apart, apart feet nice and straight. Tummy tucks in, little tuck of the tummy, belly button to spine, leaning forward just a little, then push off the ball of the back foot, contracting the butt cheek and step. And you should land middle foot, soft knees sinking into, into the uh, floor, and then step back and try it again. Now, to put the whole thing into practice, you need um, a longer stretch, which you probably won't have in your home. Um, maybe you've, you can do it in your hallway, but otherwise it's something you can try 
And next time you go out for a walk, preferably on a nice long straight stretch so that gives you time to experiment with it. And it might sound quite complicated, but just you just add one element at a time, okay? So just do your normal walking. You're walking along and just think, right, soften my knees a little bit, lean forward a little bit, just shift your body weight. Imagine that your chest is leading the way. You're following your chest. Then think about softening into the knee. Once you've got that, then think about driving through that back foot. Then check, is your tummy tucked in? You'll notice how it smooths your walk. And I've I haven't even talked about the power of the arms. So once you've got those, then think about your arms. What are your arms doing? Check that they're doing a nice, full, relaxed swing. Now, your, your stride should be long and slow, not short and fast. Now, interestingly, a lot of people who um, are vertically challenged, people who aren't so tall, will tend to have a short, fast stride. They seem to think that they need to do that to keep um, keep up with taller people. But you don't need to do that. Nobody needs to do that short, fast stride. If you do a short, fast stride, your muscles are shortening and tightening. Let's use walking as an opportunity to lengthen the muscles and get the most out of them and to actually build them. And to do that, we should be benefiting from a long, slow stride. It's actually also a lot easier cardio-wise as well. You won't get as breathless. It's a lot easier. Your arms should swing evenly and rhythmically opposite the striding leg, helping you with your forward momentum. Now, don't think about this too much because it's our natural way of walking. And when you overthink it, what you'll end up doing is called pacing. That's the same arm leg moving forward with each stride. So you don't want to do that, okay? So just relax. You know how to, you know how to do this. Just keep your arms and shoulders loose and relaxed. And if you're doing it right... Your head should just glide along as if you're on a conveyor belt, with your leg and core muscles absorbing the impact and acting as suspension. Now, I don't need to talk to you about walking uphill, because uphill we do all of those things naturally, okay? We're already leaning forward, we're using our natural body weight to help us with the forward momentum and making walking easier. We already land on the middle of our foot, or actually more in the front of our foot, and we're driving off the back foot to push us upward so we just you you won't need to worry too much about that you might want to think about drawing your belly in when you're walking uphill and getting it nice and smooth so you're not jerking from side to side but other than that walking uphill is um is not such a challenge what is a challenge is walking downhill or downstairs Again, it's because we tend to keep our legs quite stiff and so it becomes quite jolted as we move downward, which is really, really hard on um, the ankles, knees and the hips. So when you're walking downhill or downstairs, start by really quite a big bend in the knees. So it's, it's a little, it's like a slight sitting position at the top of the stairs or the top of the hill so that you and your chest is up so that your weight is in your butt and in your heels. And as you step, you take a smaller step going down, you land onto your heel, 
and you soften straight away into your knee. Again, it's almost like the, the, um, the convey about thing or the, the old deportment trick when you needed to have a book on your head and walk down the stairs without losing the book. That's how smoothly we want to walk. If you are moving from side to side or up and down, you know that you're not either not using your core muscles, you're not using your leg muscles, you're putting a lot of pressure on your joints. So it's really important that you... Um, start analyzing how you're doing walking and actually see if you can make some difference with some of the points that I've covered today. Now we have got a PDF on this which you can download from our website so feel free to go on there and um, download it. It's at www.supercue.nz if you have any issues with that, please get in touch with Radio Kidnappers or with us um, at SuperQ. So that's it for me this week. I hope you found that beneficial. Um, I'd really be interested in hearing if you have any questions or concerns about this. It'd be really nice to be able to be able to answer your queries. Next week we'll actually be doing a few more exercises about how you can um, strengthen or internalize the lessons that we've been teaching over the last few weeks with some exercises, okay? So if you'd like to hear about that, please come along and listen and otherwise go on to our website to check out um, more about what we do. Kakite. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.